Today's read from the Browder File, The Mother of Mankind, written by Anthony T. Browder. As 1986 came to a close, a new door in world history was opened. This newly opened door could lead to greater understanding of humanity and mankind, if it is recognized as such. The sign on the door is rather simplistic, but its significance must be recognized as very profound. It reads, all family trees lead to an African. About 200,000 years ago, there lived one woman who was the maternal ancestor of every human being on this planet. This was the conclusion reached by a team of biologists at the University of California at Berkeley. They reached this conclusion after analyzing special genes in the cells of people from all the world's major racial and ethnic groups. What this means is that all people of the world are of African descent. This is a claim that the late African scholar Sheikh Anta Diop and European anthropologist George Leakey stated for years. Now that this theory has been proven by the scientific community, it can be regarded as truth. The truth is that the first humans came from the Great Lakes region of Central Africa. From there, they migrated to all four corners of the earth and evolved into the various races of mankind. The term human can be divided into two basic words, hue, H-U-E, and man. This literally means man from the humus, soil, the earth, a fancy way of saying black man or man of color, hue. Mankind is composed of the words man and kind, which describes the kinds of man that evolved from human. Basic genetics state that all colors are contained within melanated or dark cells and that white cells contain no color. Simply put, it is possible for a race of brown, yellow, and white people to be produced from the cells of black people, but it is impossible for a race of black people to be produced from the cells of brown, yellow, or white races of people. All the early references speak of man as coming from the earth. Adam, the biblical first man, is a word which means man of the earth. The original name for Egypt was Kemet, which means people of the black land. The ancient Kemetian word Africa literally meant the birthplace of humanity. As late as the mid-1600s, the entire continent of Africa was called Ethiopia, a Greek word which meant sunburnt or dark-skinned people. This definition gives new meaning to Psalm 68:31. Princes 
shall come out of Egypt, the land of the blacks, Ethiopia, the land of the sunburnt people, and shall stretch forth her hands unto God. Science has now proven that an African woman has stretched forth her hands unto the world. The question is often asked, if the first humans originated in Africa and all other people descended from an African source, how did the different races of people evolve? The late Senegalese scientist Sheikh Antadiop discussed this phenomenon in his book, The Cultural Unity of Black Africa. He explained that as Africans migrated down the Nile out of Africa and into Europe, populating various regions of the world, they experienced profound physical and psychological changes as a result of changes in climate and environment. These physical changes evolved over thousands of years. For example, in a warm, tropical environment, skin cells are darker to protect the body from the harmful ultraviolet rays of the sun. Hair is naturally curly and short to cool the scalp and protect the brain from overheating. Noses and lips are broad to take in the warm and humid air. However, in a cold environment where there is less sunlight, skin cells become lighter in color. Since the sun's rays are blocked by heavy clothing worn to protect the body from cold weather, the skin becomes even lighter. Hair is straight and long to insulate the body from the cold. Noses are pointed and thin because cold air must be warmed in the nostrils before entering the lungs. In the South, the abundance of warmth and sunlight produced a very broad selection of food. Inhabitants saw the creator of the universe as a generous being and an ally of man. Life in this type of environment was much more conducive to the development of a higher civilization and society. In cold climactic conditions, people saw nature and the environment as enemies to be fought and conquered on a regular basis. They were forced to protect themselves from cold weather, wild animals, and sometimes each other. The children of the sun in Africa developed a great affinity toward life and their creator, while the ice people living in the caves of northern Europe felt the creative force was something far removed from them. Diop's theory explains the basic differences between people of the northern and southern regions. He spoke of cultural unity binding all Africans together. Since all people are descendants of the original humans in Africa, there must also exist a cultural bond between all people. Martin Luther King Jr. often spoke of a brotherhood of humanity, but true but true brotherhood cannot exist in the shadow of ignorance. Each year during Black History Month, we have a new truth which must be told as part of our Black 
African, African American history. We now know our history is also a part of the entire world's history. This is a truth which we should not allow to slip through our fingers. We should hold this truth for all the world to see that we are all an African people. This is indeed black history in its most significant form. Additional author commentary for this essay experience. In the fall of 1997, a geologist found the oldest human footprints in a desolate area near Cape Town, South Africa. This find, coupled with the discovery of human bones in caves near Johannesburg, South Africa, have led paleontologists to conclude that the first humans probably lived in Southern Africa. President Clinton briefly mentioned these findings during his Six Nation tour of Africa in the spring of 1998. With the world spotlight on him in West Africa, Clinton told the world that Africa was the birthplace of mankind. During an interview with BET's Tavis Smiley in Cape Town, South Africa, Clinton commented on the recent discovery of the world's oldest footprints. What a difference 200 years makes. In the 18th century, racist scientists used biology and anthropology in a fraudulent attempt to prove that the Negro was inferior to Caucasians. Politicians used their data to justify the passing of laws legalizing slavery, segregation, apartheid, and Jim Crow. But in the last quarter of the 20th century, scientists began stepping out of the shadow of their racist predecessors. They've revised their views of the African world, and a few politicians have been willing to publicly acknowledge their findings. Every living creature has a natural affinity for its mother, birds, bears, and human beings all share a common bond with the female who was their gateway into existence. It's time humans acknowledge the primacy of the African woman and show greater respect to all of her offspring. This would be the best Mother's Day gift a mother could ever hope for. And the references and suggested readings after this essay experience. Dr. Yosef Benyakinen, title, Africa, Mother of Western Civilization, Baltimore, Maryland, Black Classic Press Publishers. 1988. Bruce Bynum, The African Unconscious, New York, New York, Teachers College Press, 1999. Sheikh Antediop, The Cultural Unity of Black Africa, 
London Carnic House Publishers, 1989. National Geographic Magazine, November 1985, Volume 168, Number 5. National Geographic Magazine, September 1997, Volume 192, Number 3. Newsweek Magazine, January 11, 1988, their cover story. Ivan Van Sertema, title, Black Women in Antiquity, Transaction Periodicals Consortium, New Brunswick, New Jersey, November 1988, and Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, The Isis Papers, Chicago, Illinois, Third World Press, 1991.